engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is he is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. on the Real Presence Radio Network. Brandon Clark here this morning with my trusty co-host, Empty Chair. Now, Steve Splonskowski is going to be my co-host. He's on the way in. If you're near the Fargo area, you'll know that it's blustery and snowy. I guess they call this winter. We haven't really experienced anything like that this year, but uh, it decided to pack a punch, probably so that our guest, Cy Kellett, who was the banquet speaker last night, can get a taste of North Dakota, Minnesota winter before he decides that he is uh, going to head back to lovely San Diego, where I think it varies about seven degrees between winter and summer as far as temps go. And uh, here in North Dakota, at least, we're going to drop from 60 degrees yesterday to 10 below tonight. So that's a 70 degree shift. The joys of the Midwest. Anyway, it's good to be with you all this morning for Real Presence Live. Give you a brief rundown of the show in just a minute, but first let's begin with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, I praise and thank you for all you have given me. Please cover me with the protective precious blood of your Son, Jesus Christ, and increase your Holy Spirit in me with his gifts of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, hunger for prayer, and discernment to help me know your will and surrender to it more completely. Father, please heal my negative emotions and any wounds in my heart and spirit. Send the sword of your Holy Spirit to sever and break all spells, curses, hexes, voodoo, and all negative genetic, intergenerational, and addictive material, past, present, or to come, known or unknown, against me, my relationships and family, finances, possessions, and ministry. Father, I forgive and ask for, for forgiveness for my sins and failings and ask that my whole person, body and mind, heart and will, soul and spirit, memory and emotions, attitudes and values be cleansed, renewed, and protected by the most precious blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through the name, power, blood, and authority of Jesus Christ, I bind and break the power and effect in and around me of any and all evil spirits who are trying to harm me in any way. I command these spirits and their companion spirits in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit to leave me peacefully and quietly. Jesus, I thank you for healing the effects of these spirits in and around me. Dear Holy Spirit, please fill any void in me with your overflowing great love. All this, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, by the guidance of your Holy Spirit, Immaculate Heart of Mary, Spouse of the Holy Spirit, please pray for me and with me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for praying with uh, us this morning as we start things out, recognizing that all things flow through Jesus, right? This is, this is as we'll talk a little bit later here with Cy Kellett, this is who we are as Catholics and as Christians. We are beloved sons and daughters of God, and ultimately we are Christ to one another in, in praying and uh, leading each other to Christ so that we can spend eternity with him. Well, as I mentioned, I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, waiting for Steve Splonskowski to make it through the blustery weather, and uh, he will be with us. We've got a great show for you. We have a good friend here, Brad Gray, 
for our daily gospel reading roundtable discussion. That's a mouthful, but uh, basically what we're going to do is we're going to read the gospel, and then we'll share some reflections on that. So we'll get going on that in just a sec. We also have Cy Kellett, who was the guest at last night's banquet here in Fargo. He is the host of Catholic Answers Live, who you hear every day from 5 to 7 p.m. Central Time. And uh, he's going to talk a little bit about the importance of Catholic radio. We're also going to talk a little bit about the banquet last night. He gave an incredible talk about Peter, and I just want to be able to share that with listeners a little bit because the message that he delivered about Peter is something that we all need to hear uh, and something that I'm not accustomed to thinking about when it comes to Peter. So we'll talk a little bit about that. We've got Jason Adkins of the Minnesota Catholic Conference who's going to hop on, talk about some of the big things that he's watching. And in Minnesota, it's caucus day. So uh, we'll talk about what a caucus is, how that's going to look. And then, uh, as I mentioned, a couple of those bills. So we've got Michael Pauley from the South Dakota Catholic Conference, who's going to be joining us, talking about some important bills that he's keeping an eye on in South Dakota, uh, like uh, protecting minors from porn. That's a pretty important one. No state support for obscenity, so not allowing state money or facilities to be used for obscene events. And then to close out the show, we're going to have His Excellency Bishop Folda on talking about the Third Synod of the Diocese of Fargo. I know that word synod can bring up some emotions of of fear or uneasiness or maybe even a a, a sense of like, why should I care about this? We're going to break that down. We're going to provide a new look at the synod and how when it's got the right approach and organized the right way, it's going to be great. So all this coming up throughout the next two hours on Real Presence Live. So let's uh, jump right in here to the good friend Brad Gray. Good morning, Brad. Good morning, Brandon. We got a brief little snippet of the B-Squad here for a little Little while. snippet of the B-Squad. You know, uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe uh, if Steve doesn't make it in, we'll have to have you on the whole show. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear, indeed. Let's hope that isn't the yeah, case. Yeah, that's right. Too much B-Squad could be a <laughs> dangerous thing. For now, I think we'll just fleck, uh, reflect on the uh, daily gospel reading. How about that? Sounds great. All right. So for our listeners, today's gospel comes from Matthew. Matthew chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. 23? Matthew 23. You said chapter 3. I'm sorry. See, B-Squad, at your service. <laughs> That's what we do. Exactly. Uh, you just bring out the best in me, Brad. <laughs> uh, Matthew 23, verses 1 through 12. Here we go. Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees have taken their seat on the chair of Moses. Therefore, do and observe all things whatsoever they tell you, but do not follow their example. For they preach, but they do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens, hard to carry, and lay them on people's shoulders, but they will not lift a finger to move them. All their works are performed to be seen. They widen their phylacteries and lengthen their tassels. They love places of honor at banquets, seats of honor in synagogues, greetings in marketplaces, and the salutation rabbi. As for you, do not be called rabbi. You have but one teacher, and you are all brothers. Call no one on earth your father. You have but one father in heaven. Do not be called master. You have but one master, the Christ. 
The greatest among you must be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. Well, <clears throat> gosh, it certainly seems like there's a lot to unpack I there. I agree, yeah. I, sh- I have some thoughts, some things that stuck out to me as I was reading and praying through it this morning. But let's begin with our guest here, Brad. What stands out to well, you okay. as you reflect on this? So uh, just to kind of start off uh, theological and perhaps less spiritual, um, I was just struck by this, this passage, which I think many Catholics are unaware of, honestly, the significance of us, um, especially from a, a Catholic perspective of the scriptures, that we don't understand that there are foundations for the papacy actually in places other than Matthew 16, for example, where Jesus says to Peter, you are rock, and on this rock I will build your church, my, my church. Um, <clears throat> this aspect of the chair of Moses was something that was fascinating because in, in um, Judaism, um, there was an understanding that the, the success, the descendant, uh, the one who, who carried the authority of Moses had an authority not dissimilar to that of Peter. So that you had a chair of Moses in the Old Testament that even though the person who sat in the chair may not actually be living out the, the demands of Judaism, they had an authority to teach, um, you know, with, with, again, with authority um, in a way that people were bound to obey. And so it's, it's just kind of a fascinating thing for us as Catholics that, like, this, Jesus didn't just kind of cook this up. He didn't just kind of create right. this new thing where all of a sudden I'm going to have a, a focal point that you can look to to know what is right and what is wrong, to know how you are to follow God. Um, that, because even in the Old Testament, you have the scriptures, but the scriptures are not self-interpreting. And so you need to know, okay, how are we to understand this? And so there was those, those vested with authority who sat on the chair of Moses. And we have that same reality, of course, in a, a perfected way with the chair of St. Peter uh, and the papacy. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, Just really quick, I got a text message from my wife just now that my daughter, who's three years old, Isabella, is listening this morning. So I just want to say, hello, Bella. I hope you're having a good morning. And uh, I'll see you later today. Don't swallow any quarters. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. And and I think, like, that's really what sets us apart as a Catholic church, right? is that authority that we can turn to, that we're not just left to interpret the mm-hmm. faith on our own. We have places that we can turn to be able to do that. And this profound intercontinuity of Scripture. Like, this, is, this isn't something where you just set aside all of what God did in the Old Testament um, and kind of come with this new thing that Jesus kind of just crafted when he came on the scene. This is something that God was preparing from the beginning. The Catholic Church is something that God was beginning from preparing from the time of the fall, you know? And so I just think that's an encouraging thing for us as Catholics to know, like we step into this stream that flows all the way back. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, I have good news here that it will not be a B-Squad morning because uh, the empty chair has been filled. My co-host Steve Sponskowski is here. Good morning, Steve. Morning, guys. I, I thought I was smarter than trying to drive in today, but I'm, 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 really, I'm really not smart. I was, I was whining to Brandon about driving from North Moorhead. I had stretches on university where it was literally zero visibility. Oh, no. They're not even plowing the streets. Yeah. yeah. No, I drove in from, from Holly, but... Uh, yeah, I'm about got halfway here. I'm thinking, well, I'm halfway. I'm over halfway. Might as well keep going. <laughs> Might as well so. keep like going. Like the guy yeah. that decided to swim the English Channel, decided it was too far, got halfway, decided it was too far, and swam back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't want to be one of those type of people. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. 
No, you're talking about the gospel reading this morning, and I just, uh, you know, in sharing with my kids this morning, you know what really struck me is really the entire gospel is really the two great commandments. Mm-hmm. Love the God, Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. It's the two pieces there. Anytime we put our own selves um, in front of, you know, our own, our own desires before the Lord's will, we make ourselves God. Mm, right. Right. And the second part is really we are, all that we have is gift from the Lord. All we have is gift. And we're to return that as a gift to others. The, the, also, the final part of the gospel really stood out to me too, where he says, you know, the greatest among you will be your servant. Mm. It's like a foreshadowing. Who was the greatest among them at that moment? Christ. Yeah. Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And what does he say? He will be raised up. He will humble himself, and then he will be raised up. That's his resurrection. So that this morning I was thinking, okay, here he's the greatest among you. And he's, he says, you need to do this, but I will show you. Mm. I'm the one doing it. I will do it for you right now. And so that's really kind of what stood out to me this morning. Yeah, well, and Jesus says later on in the Gospels, right, I did not come to be served, but to serve and give my life as a ransom for many. So I think it's a great point to think about being a servant to one another because we're, we are called to be Christ-like, right? We're called to be Christ to one another. And the best way that we can do that is to, Brad, be servants to one another. Absolutely. I mean, that is, that is the Christian call. Unless you take up your cross and follow after me, if you, unless you become like me, you cannot be my disciple. That, we, that, that is not only the nature of Christianity, that's the nature of humanity. We are made for to be that gift, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, we have, uh, we have about a minute to break, but I think we're going to just head to break quick, reset, and then we'll come back and continue with our gospel reflection. So stay with us as we continue to unpack today's gospel for Matthew. We'll be right back on Real Presence Live. Let us run to Mary, and as her little children, cast ourselves into her arms with a perfect confidence, St. Francis de Sales. Join together with families across the local area for the Rosary, nightly here on Real Presence Radio. On Wednesday through Monday nights, tune in at 8 p.m. Central, and on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Central. Gather the whole family together and pray this powerful prayer with us. Join us for the Rosary, Wednesday through Monday at 8 p.m., and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central here on the RPR Network. Hello, this is Bishop Andrew Cousins with the Diocese of Crookston. This Lent, I want to challenge you to go to the Sacrament of Confession. It's the most concrete way you can live out our Lord's call to conversion and experience the joy of being made new. Maybe you could even go twice to confession this Lent. When we go to confession, we get to experience the great humility and grace which comes to us through this sacrament. Have a blessed Lent. I'm Father Richard Kunst with a Papal Minute. Why do popes wear white? During the Italian Renaissance, there were periods where popes would dress extravagantly. They would continue to wear the cardinal red and add ornate trappings to differentiate themselves from their electors. That is until the Holy Dominican Pius V was elected in 1566. When Pius V took the throne of Peter, he renounced the pomp of his immediate predecessors and kept wearing his simple white Dominican habit as an illustration of humility and simplicity. St. Pius V was the first Dominican elected to the papacy, and he is the reason popes ever since have worn a simple white cassock. St. Pius V, pray for us. This has been Father Richard Kunst with the Papal Minute. To learn more, visit papalartifacts.com. That's papalartifacts.com.
welcome back here to Real Presence Live. Brandon Clark, one of your hosts this morning, coming to you from the Real Presence Radio Studio in Fargo. And I'm joined by... Steve Splonskowski. Yes. Who missed Steve, his cue. Who missed his cue. He <laughs> late for the show. I mean... I've this, been plowing snow. This really, really has the feelings of a B-Squad show, I, it Brad. Does, it does. I, I, I think I need to apologize to you guys. That somehow I'm brought my infectious ways. <laughs> Brad brings like just the, the greatest out of each of us yes, when he's on yes. here. Uh, we, we humble ourselves before the Lord and that, give our that, humble that. gifts to him, and then he uh, hopefully fills in the That's lack. what the reading's about, right? The yeah. humble. You know, Tonya had this, this isn't related, but Tonya had this reflection one time as she was playing organ because she plays organ for a local parish that uh, when she messes up, um, she offers that to the, the holy souls in purgatory because she believes that her mess-ups is something that uh, a soul in purgatory needs who mm. is so who is so, you know, persnickety and wanted perfection in the music that ah. that part of their atonement is to to have this imperfection and, and just being able to give what we can as imperfect as it is to the Lord. So what a great perspective. I love just that. Just kind of made me think yeah, about that as we're hosting this morning. Anyway, <laughs> back to the gospel reading from Matthew. Okay, so uh, we've, we've talked a little bit about the scribes and the Pharisees and Jesus' message to uh, the disciples about them and their what they say and how they they don't necessarily do they don't follow up their their words with actions um, and so we were talking as we went to break about the greatest among you being your servant and whoever exalts himself will be humbled but whoever humbles himself will be exalted Steve was there any last thoughts that you wanted to add to that point well I, I know if you were at the banquet last night with Sai Kellett gave a great presentation at the biz or the the Fargo banquet here for Real Presence Radio, but I was really struck even with this his talk last night and tying it together where he talks about encounter, right? You yeah. encounter the Lord. Um, but that encounter, in a certain sense, it's kind of like if you don't respond to that encounter, that's only half of an encounter. Mm. In a certain sense, like somebody could say, I've never encountered Christ. Well, it's kind of like this. The Lord is constantly walking by, waving, like going down the sidewalk, hi, 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 and you're just ignoring it. The entire time and you don't have the encounter until you respond to that encounter and say oh hi so the lord is always always trying to encounter us and if we don't have that encounter it's because we haven't responded mm, right and so just kind of thinking about that's the same thing where the lord is really constantly reaching out to us he's always giving us these opportunities he's giving us so many gifts and he really wants us to experience the perfection of those gifts but that's only that perfection, perfecting of that gift is when give, we give it to others. Yeah. So just that. Yeah, that's great. Uh, as far as my reflection goes, I, I kind of got a gut check this morning as we were talking about for they preach, but they do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens, hard to carry and lay them on people's shoulders, but they will not lift a, mig a finger to move them. I've been very blessed and very fortunate to be able to work in ministry mm -hmm. much of my life. But one of the things that I got to reflecting on with the Lord was do I do some of the things I do for show or do I do it because I want to minister and help lead others to Christ? And I'll be perfectly honest, sometimes in my weakness and in my imperfectness, sometimes I do want to put on a show. Sometimes I want to be seen doing mm -hmm. good works, right? Uh, and what I got to reflecting on then was Jesus washing the feet of his disciples and, and just how he completely, and, and he didn't have to do this, right? He was God. <laughs> it was the Last Supper. He did not have to wash his disciples' feet. 
he could have had this magnificent feast, this last supper, giving us the Eucharist. And what did he do? He made time to wash the feet of his disciples to enter into that servanthood. And so it was just a really great reflection personally for me of, yes, I have this great opportunity to be able to serve in ministerial, ministerial roles uh, in, in these different ministries that I'm involved with. And yet I'm still called to be a servant to others, right? I, I, I have this opportunity that not a lot of people have to be able to host on the radio once a month. But yet the rest of my life needs to reflect that service to mm-hmm. Christ because otherwise I'm just a clanging gong, right? You know, and I think um, you know, one of the things you were just talking about here with, you know, questioning uh, what are my motives? How, how pure are my motives? And I think if we're honest, uh, for all of us, we'd say it's never purely one or the other. It's never purely right. like, I, I only want to serve the Lord. It's, it's always intermingled with a little love of self. And say, on, the, on the converse, too, like, I think for most of us who care about our faith, it's not like I just want to be loved. There's, there can be a really strong element of it. But, I mean, there's a sincerity, too, of, of a desire to, to be a gift to others. And I know that's what I find in myself. Like, this is, I, it was a very convicting gospel for me, this, this aspect of humility. Because, I, I mean, I'm, I'm totally vain. I, I just, I, I love to be appreciated. And it's just, it's humiliating how much I love to be appreciated. Um, and it's just funny. I remember um, I did have the, the wonderful, wonderful privilege of studying under Scott Hahn at, at Steubenville. And it was just... Uh, Name drop. <laughs> it, it was just fun because I, the guy is, he's profound. You know, he yeah. has, for anyone that's ever uh, listened to anything Scott Hahn's done, you're like, wow, I'm just blown away by this glory of truth that you're, you're unveiling before me right now. Um, but he would periodically drop this phrase that I think he picked up from like a musician, uh, Dion, the guy that did the Wanderer. Wah, 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 wah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Dion would have this, this, say, this saying that, uh, that Scott Hahn kind of picked up that I, I may not be much, but I'm all I think about. <laughs> and I just think it, it's so, for me, it's so true. Like, I may not be much, but I'm all I think about. I just, I love, like, that, the, be, be the salutation of rabbi. Like, and I, I recognize that, so I try to fight against it, but it still comes creeping up on me, you know, and it's, it's, it's such a funny thing. And that's not only uh, with respect to ministry, toward public things. It can be in my marriage. Like, if I feel like I'm not being respected, if I'm not being appreciated for the things that I do or other relationships, you know, I get, I get frustrated. I get angry. I get, um, you know, hurt. And it's like, is it, is it really so important that at every moment of your life you experience the sort of appreciation that, that you feel you ought to have? And uh, it's just like, wow, Lord, you have so much work to do here. <laughs> But it's a beautiful, I mean, that's what Lent is all about. That's where the Lord's really been hitting me lately, yeah. is this, this call to conversion. Perhaps more than many, many Lents for me, it's like the Lord God just really calling me to conversion and being sincere, not just about the, um, you know, my favorite little areas where I want to convert, but everywhere, especially the areas where I don't want to convert. So Steve, the question I have for you then, is there a way that we can be proud of the good work that we're doing and remain humble in the process? Isn't that a challenge? Um, I was just thinking about that as you were talking, Brad, too, that because there is a, a pride in not accepting the praise of others, mm-hmm. too. And I've always struggled with that, where someone mm-hmm. could say, hey, you've done a great job. Oh, blah, 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 blah. And I remember reading, actually, I think it, in one of the spiritual reflections that, you know, not accepting that the Lord has given you a gift and that you've used that gift and not accepting that praise and returning it to him, mm-hmm. right? We know right in Scripture, do your good works. 
so that the heavenly, our Heavenly Father may receive praise. And that's what it's about. We have to be, say, okay, I, I, I have been given this gift, and I'm responding by giving it back. But I only received it from Him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really kind of the humble response that we can say. I mean, no matter what I say, I mean, sure, we have all done worked in different works and and kind of increased our ability to do those works by our response right, right. yeah but the gift did not i did not originate the gift myself it's it's a gift from the lord mm-hmm. um and my response is also a gift from him he gives me the grace to respond and so i mean really that's as long as we in a sense or a real sense just say okay i'm just a, a useless servant who has now responded to a gift i've been given and I would not have joy if I wouldn't have used that gift for what the Lord gave it to me for. But, but really to say, oh, I'm, I'm terrible. No, I'm, I'm just, no, I don't think the Lord wants mm-hmm. us there either. He doesn't want us to hate ourselves. He gives us, I mean, we go back to identity, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. What is my identity? If I live my identity well, I will have joy. Mm-hmm. Those around me will have joy. And my father will have joy in me. So, I mean, that's kind of the response is just be who you're made to be. Um, and joy comes from that. And you're also not yeah. honoring God by disacknowledging his, act, his works right. in us, right? Like when God's done something beautiful in us, that's where you, you do turn that praise to God. We don't claim it for ourselves. Like you were saying, like this, right. the soil didn't pres- put the seed in it. Right. You know, it, it received it from outside. But, but it, it's foolish to say that there's not a seed there and that, that I haven't been so gifted. Like there, there hasn't been someone who was so good as to put something potently life-giving within me right yeah well and i think i was on retreat a few months ago and and the retreat master talked about how wasteful god is in his love like he just gives and gives and gives without counting the cost it's like taking that seed right taking a huge bag of seed and just scattering it everywhere on the path in the thorns in the dirt and whatever is going to happen is going to happen. It needs that, that nourishment. It needs the, the sunlight, right? It needs fertile ground to be able to grow, but it's really not our say in whether or not something is going to gain roots and be able to grow, but it is our job, as, as Cy, Steve was talking about last night, to spread the gospel message, to, to have that encounter, that communion with Jesus, and then lead others to him. Yeah, I mean, I think it's... Uh it's a mystery in how, how much our God loves us. I always think about you know the Israelites being let out of Egypt. I mean, the Lord, he, he provided everything to them. For yeah. 40 years, he provided them manna. And of course, all we can think about is, is complaining. I don't like this manna. I mm-hmm. want different. I want different manna. But the Lord is like, okay, how about quail? <laughs> oh, how about, I mean, he, he's so accommodating. Um, and he really does. And I really struggle with this. I mean, as a man, right? I want to provide for myself. I've even yeah. said that to the Lord. Knock it off already. Okay, you're doing too many good things for mm. me. I can't handle it. It's too much. You're too good. Stop it. He's like, what? Why? Why would I want to stop? Um, and he's just so good to us, and he does want to provide everything. And it's just kind of a mystery of, okay, so Lord, how do I participate then when you've given me everything? Um, and it's, it's receiving. We just can, all we can do is receive. Yeah, about 30 seconds, Brad. Any final thoughts? I just love this time of year, honestly. I'm, I, it's a love-hate relationship. You know, it <laughs> comes with difficulty, right? But I do really love the fact that God gives us this, this opportunity, this graced time to really 
allow him to speak into our hearts and how he wants to draw us closer. And so I just want to offer that word of encouragement to, to be sincere about this, this time of Lent and, and opening up to the Lord in all the ways that he does want to plant these seeds of grace, of holiness, of mercy in our hearts and, uh, and to allow that to all bear fruit in us. Well, Brad, thanks so much for hopping on and braving the blustery conditions out there to join us in studio this morning. Thanks for letting me join you guys. It's always such a treat to be on with you. And uh, to our listeners, invitation, pull up today's gospel reading, whether it's online, on one of the apps, and spend time with that. See what the Lord is sharing with you through this message. All right, we do need to head to a break. Up next on Real Presence Live, Steve, we've spotted a Californian in North Dakota. Yeah. What's he doing here? <laughs> Cy Kellett, who was the Fargo banquet speaker last night, is going to join us. We'll recap a little bit of the banquet and talk about one of the things that he talked about was how he thinks Catholic radio is more important than Catholic television. We're going to break that down a little bit as we talk about the mission of Catholic radio. All that when Real Presence Live continues. Please stay with us. <laughs> 